0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles, original edition, published by our very fine friends of the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, where if you mouse over a link at top for online edition, you'll see a little drop-down that says read A-C-I-M-O-E. Also in that drop-down there's an option to subscribe or sign up for a daily excellent email that includes both the text reading for the day as well as the day's lesson. My name is Lori Cameron. This calls Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern. And today we continue our reading in the manual for teachers with question 27, what is death? And question 28, what is the Resurrection? I think we have one unmuted line. We're also mindful of our lesson today. One in the series from 361 to 365. This holy instant would I give to you. Be you in charge, for I would follow you, certain that your direction gives me Peace certain that your direction gives me peace I had many uh, different ideas about opening this morning but um, here's where the wheel landed. it's from a meditation that I uh, am blessed to receive every morning from Marianne Williamson perhaps you receive it too uh, but this speaks to my heart this morning Today I rest in my spirit self. The ego mind would lead me astray to arrogant attitudes and puffed up airs. In fact, it is my spirit self, my humble self, that makes me shine and calls forth my good. In my humble place, I am strong, for the power of God can then move through me while arrogance hides my beauty, humility makes it visible. In my humility, I step back and let God's miracle work through me. Today, I rest within the softness of my heart and in that place I am lifted up. The universe registers the power within me as I give all power to God be you in charge, or I would follow you. Amen. Oh, thank you. That was good. Thank you. Yeah, it was just. <clears throat> thank you, guys. It's my little ministry, you know, to, to listen for those. It makes me really happy. So thanks for letting me do that. All right, my friends, here's our reading list this morning. We have Karen, Fran, Jennifer, Harrison, Robin Marie, and Lemoyne. Who else has joined us? Would like to say good morning or be on the reading list.
1: Hi, good morning,
0: Diana. Uh, You can put me on. Thank you. Marvelous. So glad you're here, Diana. Sondra's listening. Sondra's listening? Okay. Anyone else? Say good morning. Well, we're glad you're here. We're glad that you're here. And so getting so close to the end of the workbook with question 27 what is death death is the central dream from which all illusions stem is it not madness to think of life as being born aging losing vitality and dying in the end we have asked this question before But now we need to consider it still more carefully. It is the one fixed, unchangeable belief of the world that all things in it are born only to die. This is regarded as the quote-unquote way of nature. Not to be raised question, but to be accepted as the so-called natural law of life. The cyclical, the changing and unsure the undependable and the unsteady, waxing and waiting in a certain way upon a certain path. All this is taken as the will of God and no one asks if a benign creator could will this. Uh, Karen.
2: Manual for Teachers, number 27. What is death? Death is the central theme from which all illusions stem. Is is it not madness to think of life as being born, aging, losing vitality, and dying in the end? We have asked this question before, but now we need to consider it still more carefully. It is the one fixed, unchangeable belief of the world that all things in it are born only to die. This is regarded as the, quote-unquote, the way of nature, not to be raised to question, but to be accepted as the so-called natural law of life, the cyclical, the changing, and unsure, the undependable and the unsteady, waxing and waning in a certain way upon a certain path. All this is taken as the will of God, and no one asks if a benign creator goodwill will this. Two, in this perception of the universe, as God created it, it would not be possible to think of him as loving, for who has decreed that all things pass away, ending in dust and disappointment and despair, could but be feared? He holds your little life in his hand, but by a thread, ready to break it off without regret or care. Perhaps today, or if he waits, yet is the ending certain? Who loves such a God, small g God, knows not of love? Because he has denied that life is real. Death has become life's symbol. His world is now a battleground where contradiction reigns and opposites make endless war. Where there is death is peace impossible
0: thank you Karen and Fran Two. in this perception of the universe as God created it it would not be possible to think of him as loving for who has decreed that all things pass away ending in dust and disappointment and despair could but be feared he holds your little life in his hand but by a thread, ready to break it off without regret or care, perhaps today. Or if he waits, yet is the ending certain. Who loves such a God knows not of love, because he has denied that life is real. Death has become life's symbol. His world is now a battleground where contradiction reigns and opposites make endless war. Where there is death is peace impossible. Three, Death is the symbol of the fear of God. His love is blotted out in the idea which holds it from awareness like a shield held to obscure the sun. The grimness of this symbol is enough to show it cannot coexist with God. It holds an image of the son of God in which he is, quote, laid to rest, unquote, in devastation's arms, where worms wait to greet him And to last a little while by his destruction. Yet the worms as well are doomed to be destroyed as certainly. And so do all things live because of death. Devouring is nature's, quote, law of life, unquote. God is insane, and fear alone is real. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Fran. And Jennifer. 3. Death is a symbol of fear of God. His love is blotted out in the idea which holds it from awareness like a shield held to obscure the sun. The grimness of the symbol is enough to show it cannot coexist
3: with God. It holds an image of the Son of God in which is quote-unquote laid to rest and devastations arms, where worms wait to greet him and to last a little while by his destruction. Yet the worms as well are doomed to be destroyed as as certainly. And so do all things live because of death. Devouring is nature's quote-unquote law of life. God is insane. And fear alone is real, for the curious belief that there is part of dying things that may go on apart from what will die does not proclaim a loving God nor reestablish any grounds for trust. If death is real for anything, there is no life. Death denies life.
0: But if there is reality in life,
3: death is denied. Hmm. No compromise in this is possible. There is either a God of fear or capital one of love. The world attempts a thousand compromises and will attempt a thousand more. Not one can be acceptable to God's teachers because not one could be acceptable to God. He did not make death because he did not make fear. Both are equally meaningless to him.
0: Thank you, Jennifer. Uh, And Harrison...
4: For the curious belief that there is part of dying things that may go on apart from what will die does not proclaim a loving God nor reestablish any ground for trust. If that is real, for anything there is no life that denies life but if there is reality in life that is denied do compromise and this is possible there is either a God of fear, or one of love. The world attempts a thousand compromises. The world attempt a thousand more. Not one can be acceptable to God's teachers because not one could be acceptable to God. He did not make death because he did not make fear. Both are equally meaningless. to him, I, quote unquote, reality of death is firmly rooted in the belief God's Son is a body. If God created bodies, that would indeed be real. But God would not be loving. There is no point at which the contrast between the perception of the real world that of the world of illusions become more sharply evident. Death is indeed the death of God. He is love. And now his own creation must stand in fear of him. He is not father, a destroyer is not creator, but avenger. Terrible, his thoughts, and fearful, his image. To look on his creations is to die. Thank you, Harrison. Uh, Robin Marie.
2: Five, <clears throat> quote, reality, the reality, unquote, of death is firmly rooted in the belief that God's son is a body.
0: And if God created bodies, death would indeed be real. But God would not be loving. There is no point at which the contrast between the perception of the real world and that of the world of illusions becomes more sharply evident. Death is indeed the death of God, if he is love. And now his own creation must stand in fear of him. He is not father, but destroyer. He is not creator, but avenger. Terrible his thoughts and fearful his image. To look on his creations is to die. Six, quote, And the last to be overcome will be death, unquote. Of course, without the idea of death, there is no world. All dreams will end with this one. This is salvation's final goal, the end of all illusions. And in death are all illusions born. What can be born of death and still have life? But what is born of God and still can die? The inconsistencies, the compromises, and the rituals the world fosters in its vain attempts to cling to death and yet to think love real are mindless magic, ineffectual, and meaningless. God is, and in him, all created things must be eternal. Do you not see that otherwise he has an opposite? And fear would be as real as love. Oh, thank you, Robin Marie. And Lemoyne.
5: Quote, and the last to be overcome will be death, unquote. Of course. Without the idea of death, there is no world. All dreams will end with this one. This is salvation's final goal, the end of all illusions. And in death are all illusions born. What can be born of death and still have life? But what is born of God and still can die? The inconsistencies, the compromises and the rituals the world fosters in its vain attempts to cling to death and yet to think love real are mindless magic, ineffectual and meaningless. God is and in him all created things must be eternal. Do you not see that otherwise he has an opposite? and fear would be as real as love? Teacher of God, your one assignment could be stated thus. Accept no compromise in which death plays a part. Do not believe in cruelty, nor let attack conceal the truth from you. What seems to die has but been misperceived and carried to illusion. Now it becomes your task to let the illusion be brought to the truth. Be steadfast, but in this. Be not deceived by the, quote, reality of any changing form. Truth neither moves nor wavers nor sinks down to death and dissolution. And what is the end of death? Nothing but this, the realization that the Son of God is guiltless now and forever. Nothing but this, but do not let yourself forget it is not less than this.
0: Thank you, LeMoyne, and Diana, if you would like to read paragraph seven, And then roll right into the next question. What is the resurrection with paragraph one? Will that work for you, dear?
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's fine. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Teacher of God, your one assignment could be stated thus. Accept no compromise in which death plays a part. Do not believe in cruelty, nor let attack conceal the truth from you. What seems to die has but been misperceived and carried to illusions. Now it becomes your task to let the illusion be brought to the truth. Be steadfast, but in this, be not deceived by the reality of any changing form. Truth neither moves nor waves nor sinks down to death and to... This illusion. And what is the end of death? Nothing but this. The realization that the Son of God is guiltless now and forever. Nothing but this. But do you let yourself forget it is not less than this? 28. What is resurrection? Very simply, the resurrection is the overcoming of surmounting of death or surmounting of death. It is a reawakening or a rebirth, a change of mind about the meaning of the world. It is the acceptance of the Holy Spirit's interpretation of the world's purpose, the acceptance of the atonement for oneself, it is the end of dream of misery and the glad awareness of Holy Spirit's final dream. It is a recognition of the gifts of God. It is a dream in which the body functions perfectly, having no function except communication. It is a lesson in which learning ends, for it is consummated. The and surpassed with this. It is the invitation to God to take His final step. It is the relinquishment of all other purposes, all other interests, all other wishes, and all other concerns. It is the single desire of the Son for the Father. Thank you,
0: you, Diana. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would there be a new reader for paragraph one and two? Oh, I'm in. I'm in, (laughs) Laurie. Thanks, Judy. Hi. 28 from the Manual for Teachers. What if the resurrection very simply the resurrection is the overcoming or surmounting of death it is a reawakening or a rebirth a change of mind about the meaning of the world it is the acceptance of the holy spirit's interpretation of the world's purpose the acceptance of the atonement for oneself It is the end of the dream, or dreams, the end of dreams of misery, and the glad awareness of the Holy Spirit's final dream. It is the recognition of the gifts of God. It is the dream in which the body functions perfectly, having no function except communication. It is the lesson in which learning ends, for it is consummated and surpassed. With this, it is the invitation to God to take capital His final step. It is the relinquishment of all other purposes, all other interests, all other wishes, and all other concerns. It is the single desire of the capital Son for the Father. The resurrection is the denial of death being the assertion of life thus is all the thinking of the world reversed entirely life is now recognized as salvation and pain and misery of any kind perceived as hell (laughs) love is no longer feared but gladly welcomed idols have disappeared and the remembrance of God shines unimpeded across the world. Christ's face is seen in every living thing, and nothing is held in darkness apart from the light of forgiveness. There is no sorrow now still upon the earth. The joy of heaven has come upon it. Thank you, Judy. Um, would there be another new reader uh, for two and three? This is Sandra, I can. Thank you, Sandra. Two. The resurrection is the denial of death. Being the assertion of life. Thus is all the thinking of the world reversed entirely. Life is now recognized as salvation and pain and misery of any kind perceived as hell. Love is no longer
2: feared but gladly welcomed.
0: Idols have disappeared and the remembrance of God shines unimpeded across the world.
1: Christ's face is seen in every living thing and nothing is held in darkness apart from the light of forgiveness. There is no sorrow still upon the earth. The joy of heaven has come upon it. Three, (laughs) here the curriculum ends. From here no directions are needed. Vision is wholly corrected
0: and all mistakes undone. Attack is meaningless and peace has come. The goal of the curriculum has been achieved. Thoughts turn to heaven and away from hell. All
1: longings are satisfied for what remains unanswered or incomplete. <clears throat> the last illusion
0: spreads over the world, forgiving all things and replacing all attack. The whole reversal is accomplished. Nothing is left to contradict the word of God. There is no opposition to the truth. And now the truth has come at last. How quickly will it come as if it is as if as it is asked to enter and envelop such a world? Oh, thank you, Sandra. And would there be another new reader for paragraph three and four in the resurrection?
2: All right back to you, Karen the three um, just back one sentence. Christ's face is seen in every living thing, and nothing is held in darkness apart from the light of forgiveness. There is no so- sorrow still upon the earth. The joy of heaven has come upon it. three. Here the curriculum ends for here on no directions are on no directions are needed vision is wholly corrected and all mistakes undone attack is meaningless and peace has come the goal of the curriculum has been achieved thoughts turn to heaven and away from hell all longings are satisfied For what remains unanswered or incomplete. The last illusion spreads over the world, forgiving all things and replacing all attack. The whole reversal is accomplished. Nothing is left to contradict the word of God. There is no opposition to the truth. And now the truth can come at last. How quickly will it come? as it is asked to enter and envelop such a world. For all living hearts are tranquil with a stir of deep anticipation for the time of everlasting things is now at hand. There is no death. The Son of God is free and in his freedom is the end of fear. No hidden places now remain on earth to shelter sick illusions, dreams of fear and misperceptions of the universe. All things are seen in light and in the light, their purpose is transformed and understood. And we God's children rise up from the dust and look upon our perfect sinlessness. The song of heaven sounds around the world, as it is lifted up and brought to truth. Thank
0: you, Karen and Fran. For all living hearts are tranquil with a stir of deep anticipation. For the time of everlasting things is now at hand. There is no doubt. The son of God is free. And in his freedom is the end of fear. No hidden places now remain on earth to shelter sick illusions, dreams of fear, and misperceptions of the universe. All things are seen in light, and in the light their purpose is transformed and understood. And we, God's children, rise up from the dust and look upon our perfect sinlessness. The song of heaven sounds around the world as it is lifted up and brought to earth. 5. Now there are no distinctions. Differences have disappeared and love looks on itself. What further sight is needed? What remains that vision could accomplish? We have seen the face of Christ, his sinlessness, his love behind all forms, beyond all purposes. Holy are we because his holiness has set us free indeed. And we accept his holiness as ours, as it is. As God created us, so will we be forever and forever. And we wish for nothing but his will to be our own. Illusions of another will are lost, for unity of purpose has been found. Oh, boy. Thank you, Fran. And Jennifer. Bye. Now, there are no distinctions; differences have disappeared, and love looks on itself. What further sight is needed? What remains that vision could accomplish?
3: What could have seen the face of Christ, his sinlessness, his love, but beyond all forms, beyond all purposes? only are we Are we because, excuse me, holy (laughs) are we because His holiness has set us free indeed, and we accept His holiness as ours, as it is,
0: as God created us, so will we be forever and forever, and we wish for nothing but His will to do to be our own. Illusions of another will are lost, for unity of purpose has been found. Six. These things await us all, but we are not prepared as yet to welcome them with joy. As
3: long as any mind remains possessed of, of evil dreams, the thought of hell is real. God's teachers have the goal of awakening the minds of those asleep and seeing there the vision of Christ's face to take the place of what they dreamed. The thought of murder is replaced with blessing. Judgment is laid
0: by and given him whose function judgment
3: is. And in his final judgment, is restored the truth about the Holy Son of God. Capital He is redeemed. For he has heard God's word and understood its meaning. He is free because he let God's voice proclaim
1: the truth. And all he sought before to crucify are resurrected with him
3: by his side as he prepares with them to meet his God.
0: Thank you, Jennifer and Harrison.
4: With your permission, I'd like to read five again as well. Of course. Now, there are no distinctions, differences have disappeared, love looks on itself, but further sight is needed, but remains that vision could accomplish. We have seen the face of Christ. His capital 8 sinlessness. His
5: capital
4: 8 love behind all forms, beyond all purposes. Holy are we because His capital 8 holiness has set a tree indeed. And We accept his, capital H, holiness, is ours.
5: as yes, it is.
4: As God created us, so will we be forever and forever. We wish for nothing but capital H, His will, to be our own. Illusions of another will are lost, for unity of purpose has been found. Six. These things await us all, but we are not prepared as yet to welcome them with joy. As long as any mind remains possessed of evil dreams, the thought of hell is real. God's teachers have the goal of awakening the minds of those asleep and seeing their vision of Christ's face to take the place of what they dreamed. The thought of murder is replaced with blessing. Judgment is laid by and given him captured whose function judgment is. And in his final judgment restored the truth about the Holy Son of God. He is redeemed. For he has heard God's word and understood its meaning. He is free because he let God's voice proclaim the truth all he sought before to crucify the resurrected with him and by his side as he prepares with them to meet his God. Thank you, Harrison.
0: Thank you. And amen. Thank you, everyone who read this this morning, everyone whose heart has been so prepared to hear these words and embrace them for its own. And so, Fran, uh, we'll turn to you this morning once again uh, to lead our reflection on today's lesson, today's and everyday's lesson. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, everybody. We are at the end of the workbook, the sec- end of part two. And our theme uh, is our final lessons. And then the lesson for today is lesson 362, which is part of 361 to 365, the same one we had yesterday. The holy, this holy instant, would I give to you, be you in charge, for I would follow you. Certain that your direction gives me peace. So I shall read some from our final lessons and then we'll go over to our lesson and do our five minute meditation. <clears throat> our final lessons. Let us together follow in this way that truth points out to us. And let us be the leaders of our many brothers who are seeking for the way but find it not. And to this purpose, Let us dedicate our minds, directing all our thoughts to serve the function of salvation. Unto us, the aim is given to forgive the world. It is the goal that God has given us. It is His ending to the dream we seek and not our own. For all that we forgive, we will not fail to recognize as part of God Himself. And thus His memory is given back completely and complete. It is our function to remember him on earth. Now we'll go over to the lesson. Oops. Lesson
5: 362.
0: This holy instant would I give to you be you in charge for I would follow you certain that your direction gives me peace and if I need a word to help me he will give it to me if I need a thought that will he also give and if I need but stillness and a tranquil open mind these are the gifts I will receive of him he is in charge by my request and he will hear And answer me because he speaks for God, my Father, and his Holy Son. Lesson 362. This holy instant would I give to you. Be you in charge, for I would follow you, certain that your direction gives me peace. Five minutes. Lesson 362, this holy instant would I give to you, be you in charge, for I would follow you, certain that your direction gives me peace. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, friends. Oh, welcome. Such a beautiful lesson. I'm so glad we do it so many days. I love it. Me too. Yeah. Thank you.
4: Thank you, Franklin. Oh, thank you. Good morning. I have a suggestion. Uh, Yes. If you can, if any of you or all of you can memorize at least part of this lesson, just try to memorize it. This holy instant would I give to you, be you in charge. I would follow you, doing so that your direction gives me peace. If you can just memorize that, indeed, if you can remember the whole thing, remember, memorize the whole thing. Blessing God, isn't it? Because it's the ultimate lesson of the course. Ultimately, what Jesus is trying to teach us. To a reading from the manual today, really glad that he cared what is death. With what is the resurrection? Because when I, with it, what is death, led right through the whole thing. It was like, you know, what happens when the body dies? Because I can't deny that the body dies, it stops breathing. Really, what happens? It stops functioning. Is, is that my death? The body stops breathing, stops functioning, and to everyone who Looks on it. The body, my body, no longer able to communicate with words. Is that my best, Is that my ending? I'm so thankful that he followed it up with the resurrection. Very simply, the resurrection is the overcoming or surmounting of death. We can do that. Jesus did that. Is a reawakening or rebirth. And the body, so called, dies. I can come to the realization even before it dies. I can come to the realization that. That body, this body is not who I am. It's resurrection. It's a reawakening or a rebirth. A change of mind about the the world. It happens when I am aware. I am thinking. I know what's happening. I can do this while the body seems to be alive. I can accept the Holy Spirit's interpretation of the world's purpose at any point. I'm assuming I can do that when the body, so-called, dies. Resurrection is the denial of death. So mine, of course, that says there is no death. The Son of God is free. We have to confront this idea for ourselves. The idea of death. Because death is inevitable for the body. Only for the body. We are lives on beyond the body. The body is not who we are. That has been a challenging thought for me throughout my study of the course. There are times when something is happening to the body, that the idea of fear arises. My God, this could kill me. My God, I could have been killed. My God, I'm going to die from this have stayed for cancer. All of those things raise the fear of death. They all have to do with the body. If I can rise above my beliefs that I'm a body, and accept the truth, of the resurrection overcome this idea of death. The resurrection is the denial of death. The Resurrection is the assertion of life. I cannot die. I will. Die. You cannot die. You will not
0: die. Okay, please. That was just a gorgeous share, Harrison. And your conviction is so evident. I'm grateful for it. Thank you. Yes, that was great, Harrison. Thank you so much. Thanks for sharing okay. that. Very powerful. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Harrison.
0: Thank you, Harrison. Good morning. This is Sandra. And I I have so much compassion for what you're experiencing, Harrison. I am also experiencing a death, death of the ego. The ego must pass in order for the new heaven and the new earth. Um, I'm not trying to destroy the ego. I'm not trying to kill it, but it's trying to kill me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm just going to keep putting one foot in front of the other Keep knowing that God has a plan and trust. I'm complete. Oh, that's so admirable. Thank you, Sandra. Sandra. Had a Thank you, Sandra. Made a very powerful movement this morning with with uh, with an idea that really was just like okay with me, Um, trust, trust in what's verifiably trustworthy, and I thought, thought about that for a while, and I thought, you know, trust, to trust in our teachings, to trust in our teachers, to trust in our capital teacher, our capital guide, trust in God, trust in love, and I started to to pull it apart, you know, and and say well where is my trust rooted? Where's my faith rooted? And to trust in what's changeless in me is something that has been a part of my practice. This peace, you know, this you know, I love I love I love um Harrison's suggestion because to practice these um putting my faith and trust in something that I don't even know where it is. I don't know where it's going. It's the unknowable. It's the unnameable. And the the lessons are teaching at the end of the book. We go beyond words. We go beyond the body. We go beyond the mind. We go beyond our imagination, beyond concepts and what's conceivable to the what's totally unknown because it can't be described. It can't be named or given names to or labeled or defined because it's limitless. It's formless. And you know, there, there here comes the peace of God and practicing peace is, is the simplest and easiest of my practices to deserve peace. I have to deserve peace. I have to sit down, shut up, be quiet, quit complaining. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> Nothing in opposition to the capital word, the capital word of God, which is the capital word is creation. It's all of it. All of God's will is happening right here. What is? That is Christ, seeing Christ, Christ's face in everything. It's seeing God and everything. And that's through vision. That's through spirit. That's through the heart. My heart in God's heart. Because Judy can't see it by herself. And the, this is the resurrection, what the resurrection means to me. I'm born, I'm born every day to a new experience. Nothing ever happens twice. Nothing ever repeats itself. Because it's constantly new constantly alive it's constantly vibrant it's, you know i may judy may get up and eat the same bowl of granola with raisins and walnuts and yogurt non-fat organic you know just same thing every day but every day it's new and every day the call comes and i welcome it and i anticipated it and i'm filled with joy and gratitude and it's like you know people people say how can you do the same thing day in and day out it's never the same. It's always bright and new and fresh. And to go out and about and to recognize that, you know, how conscious, how, how aware am I of how conscious I am? Am I aware of my own consciousness? Or am I walking in my sleep? So about waking up. And it's the intimacy, the absolute intimacy. Intimacy of every experience. Without thought, without any thought in between it. That's all folks. I love it. I love life. I love God. I love you all. What's not to love? Amen. I'm complete. Hi, thank you. Thank you, Judy. No, thank no, you, Judy.
1: Thank you, Judy. Yeah. So you, Judy. yeah. I, I, just, I just had a thought. This is Diana. Um, 30 years ago, 30-plus years ago, when I was first introduced to the course of miracles, I didn't know what this was. And one of the very first lessons that I, that was taught was there is no death. And... And it came at a time when my grandmother died. And I I think this lesson was taught the day before her death. And and I took that into my heart. And I didn't understand any of it, except it gave me such peace. Those words were so healing and comforting and true and right and correct with myself. I didn't understand why they were, except that they were. I mean, these words really resonated with me and um it it, it gave me so much peace and then later when i started you know working through the book um over the years trying to figure it out on my own and then joining up with you all you know a few years back it became more clear about what those words meant um the body is not who we are all my troubles have always come from my body, my mind, my pain, my judgments things that the ego were so eager to pass on. And I look at the lesson today. It says, you be in charge, you know? Twelve-step um, work. I'm in the 12-step program, and it's so interesting how God shows up in so many different areas. Here's that string again with different beads, of course, and miracles, the 12-step you know, a a big book, the that book, the this and that. You know, going across, you know, the broad spectrum of all religions. You know, God is in charge. You know, God is our peace. He is the answer to all of our troubles. And when I can remember each day to put Him, you know, in charge, uh, then then all of this connects and it begins to work like a, a well-greased engine, you know. Um, and 12-step and the four-step work that they do, they talk about anybody you're having trouble with, anyone, you know. You may not want to do this. It, d- it depends on whether you want to, to let go or not. Do you want to let go of that resentment? Or do you want to carry it a little further because this work isn't always easy and it says, pray for your enemy or for the person that you're having trouble with or you really don't, you know, want to to wish anything good for them. You pray for them, wishing them everything you want for yourself. And it may take a day, you know, for things to turn around or, you know... Um, or a little bit longer in the big book, it says pray for them for two weeks every day, wishing them what you want for yourself and watch the miracle happen. And suddenly, those troubles begin to dissolve, and and it's not, you're free. But it comes because God's in charge. It comes because you are praying for what we already are in Christ, you know, in our, our brother or sisterhood with each other. Things dissolve and you forget about why you were even bothered or burdened by that person, and they're just not a problem anymore. That's a miracle that God has for each of us when we step into his law of love and release our troubles to him, sort of like the golden key work, actually. So anyway, I just thought I'd put that out there. I'm complete.
0: Thank you, Diana. Thank, thank you, Diana. You pulled a lot of beautiful threads.
1: Thank you.
2: Thank you, Diana. It's so good to hear from you.
1: Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome, everyone. Love you all.
0: wanted to thank Lori for that opening, That um, this whole wonderful dialogue. Thank you, Diana. Relax. Relax, God's in charge. <laughs> oh, I just love that. Uh, radical acceptance. God's will is happening. But um, that that reminded me to thank Lori for that beautiful opening today, that softening of my heart, that letting go of the harshness of criticism um, and complaint. You know, that puts walls around my heart and between me and other people. So thank you. Thank you both. Thank you all. Oh, you're very welcome, Judy. <clears throat> Diana, you reminded me when I oh, first came into the twelve-step program, which was. You know uh, probably four years before I found the course, but you know, the prayer "I will not mine be done then you know coming to the realization after doing the inventory um, fear and anger inventory in me that um, it was so much more natural for me to say, "Thy will is my will," because I could see. All my opposition to God's will was with the cause of all my suffering. So thank you for reminding me of that. Thy will is my will, which, of course, we read today. Amen.
1: Good morning. Thank you, Judy.
0: I want to thank everybody for sharing their gems and pearls of wisdom from their heart. and. Um, yesterday, I got overwhelmed. I didn't follow my guidance. I did what I thought I should do. And, oh, and then I ended up in arrears mentally, emotionally and physically and um, set off a chain reaction where I pulled a muscle and then pulled another muscle and then just, my whole back went out. And I'm going, Oh, no, I have so much to do. <laughs> it's Like this talk about, you know, um, um, my, my mentor keeps saying, let God be the doer. You know, God's got it. I don't have to have it. I don't have to prove myself. I don't have to be worthy by doing things. I don't have to earn the love that my brother's already given me. I don't have to pay it back with a present. I don't have to do any of this, just receiving it, being one with the love that's given me. Wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> so today, as I did the lesson, you know, um, this holy instant, what I give to you, be you in charge, I thought this whole moment, this holy moment, another word for holy is whole with a W. This moment is whole and complete. And I, I need not worry about how I'm going to rest or what I should eat, or <laughs> what I get done or where I go, or what
2: I say, or what I do. The security in my life does not depend on what I am experiencing. It depends on, is God with me? Am I open to God's love? Am I, am I resting in, in the peace that God, that passes understanding? Am I allowing my mind to run away with me, or am I allowing myself to learn how to quiet it? The Holy Spirit, I I
0: like to think of her as a she. God the Manifester is He, and God the Holy Spirit and Healer is a she. And just for a moment, I just got, oh, it's so great to be just exactly where I am, and to allow the peace to come from within. I I turned to, to something this morning that said, You're never going to get the satisfaction, security, and peace that you want from the world, no matter how you try. You know, trying to, like, I keep thinking if my house is clean, if the body is healthy, I'll have peace and I'll feel secure and I'll be safe because I can do all these things now. I am not a body. Yes, I have chosen to identify with one. I've chosen to co-create one with God. And I've chosen to feel like one now and again, too, and get scared thinking I'm this finite being that needs things. And if I don't have what it takes to get what I need, then I'm in trouble, baby. Um, there's a limited amount, and I got to get mine. <laughs> Whoa, boy, oh, boy, there are some people who live their lives out of that and um, have the energy to do that. And thank God I don't. Because That, you know, and that is probably what causes all the challenges in the world is when I and everyone else is in that space. Um, We're taking from each other and we're not, we're not creating out of the endless love and supply and infinity that God is. So it's great that I've got a lot to do and my back hurts because I can just be in the moment, let go of every expectation I have of what I'm supposed to do. And that the holiness of each moment, the wholeness
2: of each moment, where I am complete and my brother and I are in the place of love and peace together, even in our doing this, that's all, that's all I need to be aware of. And in that willingness to be complete, I am willing to hear this the voice of holiness and wholeness, which is the Holy Spirit. So, yay.
0: (laughs) And, And I thought, you know, we have 360 lessons, and then we do 361 to 365. I thought 360, a complete 180 turn, and we've just done a complete 360 around the circle, and it is complete. And now we are free and whole and able to just be. So, That is just wonderful, and it's just time so perfectly between the holidays when we sometimes do have more time to just be. God works out everything perfectly, even the worldly things. He puts it together in a way that helps us to come home. Thank you. So today I give myself to listening to the spirit of wholeness. And to recognize that I have a body, but I'm not a body.
2: And that just when I believe I'm a body, that's what causes all the lack of peace. So thank you, body, for partnering with me and helping me to communicate love to the other beings who are appearing to be separate from me, but who I know are joined with me and God, in the heart of God. May I know this today. May I feel it and may we all feel it and be complete, and may peace start with me and spread out through the world. Let my awareness of it be complete, because it is there
0: already, amen. Thank you, Mindy. I love that uh, comment about 360, that was great.
2: Thank you, Mindy. Good morning, It's Karen. I just had a few thoughts. One is, um, be you in charge and being in the stillness, resting in the stillness, giving up um, a sense of control. Yesterday I was sharing that um, I had this uh, (laughs) epiphany that I thought my, you know, I'm watching someone else and they're going through crisis upon crisis, but I've identified so deeply with their going through crisis is that I'm constantly going through crisis. And being in charge, is really this holy instant that I give to you. Is like I relinquish all my sense of um, authorship and control and I don't have to have anything. I don't have to make anything happen. I don't have to hear from a certain person. It's to, to have the illusion that they're okay. If they're not willing to reach out to me, and that's been so hard. It's really been very hard emotionally to let go of that urgency, that feeling like has to have. I have to have something happen here. Um, I shared that my my furnace died on christmas eve which was very interesting because in the first few minutes of it happening i was like oh my god (laughs) you know it's christmas eve i can't get anyone it's free you know it's cold it wasn't freezing by the grace of god it was only 50 degrees outside and overnight it only went down in the house like five degrees so it wasn't um an emergency but that's the whole point it's like no matter what's happening can I go into the stillness? Can I give it over to the Holy Spirit? Can I accept the peace? You know? Can I relinquish my emotional reaction to everything instantly? Can I hand it over? Um, I've also been working a lot with forgiveness. And I, I sort of felt like the Holy Spirit was taking me to another uh, another rung on the ladder of understanding last night, which was... You don't have to keep giving it over and over and over and over. Trust it's over. Just trust it's over. There's a part of me that feels like either I have to cathart about it or I have to feel like the consequences of it have lifted or, you know, these mistakes, these horrible mistakes of the past. Um, I can't do anything about it, and it isn't real anyway. Because it's not here. And only the now is real. And the memories of things that have happened, I just have to say, it's over. I'm done. So anyway, somebody's not muted. But I just wanted to share that that's the ongoing process of resting in the stillness. Resting in the stillness. Just accepting the past is over. And I have forgiving myself the best way I know how and I forgive everyone else who's involved and I just have to trust it's done because there's a part of me that still feels like it's not done and you know the deeper I go the more guilt I find (laughs) so anyway thank you so much for letting me share um thank you for this call I'm complete
0: oh beautiful thoughts Karen Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you,
3: Karen.
1: Yeah, thank you, Karen.
0: Uh, Good morning, everyone. This is Lori. And, um... Well, I do... I do love the fruit of silence. Um... The assurance. The peace. Uh, the embrace. And isn't it a marvel? Uh, I always think it's such a marvel that, um... It's like the fruit of silence grows something without my uh, effort. And lo and behold, what it grew is available for me the next time I have need of it. Whether there's words for it or not, there's just that availability of grace. Um... And then and then we turn in this book uh to what is death and what is resurrection and words are given to um this wordless understanding that was the fruit of silence you know and and what can you say about that except that there's so very much to be grateful for in this life when I discover almost by surprise that somehow somehow my mind has escaped the ego thought system and has for a bit found itself in the thought system of truth where life is love and my mistaken ideas aren't there to color my experience what can you say about that except that there's grace you know and uh, and Judy I love everything you said about trust because that's another one of those fruits of silence you know uh the silence uh grants you a different perspective on experiences that formerly would have um destroyed peace and confidence and resulted in fear you know but surprise um that's not your experience <laughs> uh today and and the cost the cost of of that great exchange of thought systems the only cost that it has is that I give up the illusion of being in control and allow myself to receive the gifts of God that's the only cost. And to ego that of course is impossible. But I was thinking this morning, as I listened to these words and listened to the shares, that um, that that the idea of control <laughs> uh, is what made up the dream. Just that idea of control is the content of the entire dream, but, but it need not be that way. This holy instant, would I give to you, isn't that a beautiful phrase? This holy instant do I give to you. Be you in charge by my request. I'm thinking of plus 156. I think it is. This is the way salvation works. As you step back, the light in you steps forward and illuminates the world. And, um, and the cost of that the cost of that is no more than this holy instant to you in charge by my request. I give it to you. That's the only cost um, The other thing I was thinking about uh this morning as I listened to these words and the shares is that um god gives us everything and in that one relationship in that one relationship of myself to my father is everything blessed everything everything is blessed in that one relationship because in the instant you know if you think about fear um, just, I mean, think about it for a second. You you discover, I discover, that mind has to travel in time to have that experience, you know? You have to. Because right here, right now, where you sit, where you are in this company, with these words, this experience, there is no fear, you know? Right here, right now. You have to let your mind... Go traveling into the future in order to have that experience. But what if every experience could be extended like this one? What's what's to prevent me from having an experience like that? Only my mind, only my mind that travels outside this relationship with the father to the son this holy relationship this one relationship in which everything is only if I travel outside that relationship can I experience fear only if I travel outside that relationship do I need to think that I'm in charge of anything only if I let my mind leave the truth of that one relationship Is there anything that looks like anything other than peace? This holy instant, be you in charge by my request. And, um, Harrison, I so appreciated what you said about memorizing this lesson. Because it is the perfect prayer. It is the perfect, um, attitude. It's a perfect response. It's the perfect place to realize that I am eternally an effect of my Father. And I don't want anything else. And, um, and with that one, with that one expression, um, I think our course is fully explained. And, um, all the other ideas can fall off <clears throat> we make this escape uh, to the thought system of truth in the same way a phoenix rises from the ashes you know if I don't call upon the ego it doesn't exist for me and in this one relationship why would I call upon it you know it's like in lesson one 301 I think is we wept because we did not understand but this one relationship uh is all understanding and um and so i thank you thank you all um i had the sense briefly it it um it lit my mind that we've always known each other forever and that just being here now with each other is our gift to each other. So I'm very, very grateful. Um, I'm complete.
1: Thank you, Lori. Grateful
4: to you. Grateful yeah, to you, too, Lori.
1: you Lori. Amen to that. Thank you,
4: Lori. And to all of you. Yeah, <laughs>
0: thank definitely. <Lori. clears throat> thank you, Lori.
2: Really, words fall flat say thank you for this call. (laughs) This is otherworldly. This is, you know, this is all that really matters. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Lori. Yeah, we all make it what it is, huh? (laughs) Wraps with a bow. Thank you.
3: I got into fear just a few minutes ago. Um well it must have been my ego. But um this guy that who lives here was complaining about another guy that lives here, Chet. And I kept trying to tell him stuff from the course. This real basic stuff, like We all have to forgive. And he kept saying his name and complaining about him. And I finally said, it's not about Chet. It's about, you know, I'm sorry to say, it's about you. But before I could get those words out, he pounded the table and yelled at me, it is about Chet. And I got sent to my room because he yelled. And it scared me, you know. And um, it makes me feel like I don't want to talk to this guy anymore. Except in very few instances, the guy he was been complaining about has been very kind to me. And you no, know, he has a like a vendetta against him. Thinks that the he thinks that the owner favors him and he's old enough to be this guy's father. But he doesn't have any mothering instinct in him or even thought, if you call it fathering instinct that's like the mothering instinct just feeling of that somehow he's been mistreated and somehow, you know, he wants me to like agree with him that he's been mistreated and like I said, what, you want me to tell you that you're good and he's bad? You know, I... I'm not willing to do that. I'm not willing to compromise what I believe for somebody who will like me or like me temporarily. You know what I mean? But I'm asking for a little, a little comfort here because I did get scared and I'm still feeling the effects of that, that adrenaline. Um, thank you.
0: Oh, Ida, I'm so grateful we can make a soft nest for you to come to, to share, to share your feelings and your thoughts about this experience, and to let it dissipate a little bit while we just kind of hold you in a safe place. God bless you, honey. Thank you so much. Thank you, Laura. Me too. Thank you, Ida. Thank you so much sharing your experience with us. Love you.
2: Well, bless you, Ida, and what Lori said. We all hold you in God's love in the one Christ self. Thank you.
0: Oh,
3: bless your heart, honey. Sometimes I don't know why I picked such a rough place to be in, but when I'm talking about this house or whatever, but the world is a rough place. The world of the ego is a very rough place. So, and um, what did Jesus do? I can't compare myself to Jesus, but you know, a place, he went to a place so rough people wanted to torture and kill him. And they made their best attempt to do that, of course, we all know. But Jesus said, Well, you to all of us, none of us has to be crucified, you know. Um, And um, I'm a lot more sensitive than apparently Jesus was about people being mad at me or yelling at me or pounding the table and yelling at me. Um, I know it was his own frustration and the fact that I didn't Cobble him. I didn't say, oh yeah, that's right. He's terrible. You're wonderful. You know, yeah, that's right. You should hold something against him. I couldn't do that.
1: I couldn't do that.
3: Thank you. I'm complete.
1: Thank you. This is Diana, and I, I kind of have a, a sideways, um, uh um uh um I don't know what the word is, related story to what you just spoke about. Um, I have always tra- always have always been um, affected by um I could look at food and gain weight, okay. <laughs> and I went into a twelve a, a step program to control my eating behavior because I just couldn't do it on my own. And when I lost my weight and I went to went home and were around other family members that were also struggling, I just wanted to share with them my recovery. You know, I wanted to share with them. But they nobody, you know, unless they're asking you you have to really stay out of it. This is the lesson I learned, you know. I've got, you know, one finger pointed out at them and four back at myself saying, I've got the solution and just hear me out. And, and I'm, I'm going to my sponsor saying, God, I'm so frustrated, you know, by all of this, you know, by the resistance to not recover. And she said, Diana, I'll tell you, there are three things you can do that will help this matter, and, and, and that is recover, recover, recover. Stay on your side of the street and watch the miracles happen. You know, I could lead by example and have it be stronger than any word I could say. You know, sometimes when we could just have to remove ourselves and let them feel the pain until they're done. Before, you know, and and it's their decision to, you know, seek help and advice. Other than that, I'm just putting myself in that circle of pain. I don't know if that helps or eases anything, but it certainly did me when I heard those words. I'm complete.
0: Boy, that's really solid advice, Diana. Thank you so much. Thank you, Diana. That's that's like happiness is my function, <laughs> you know. Be, be an example of one whose mind is mm-hmm. changed for him. Mm-hmm. You know? Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone, this morning. I'm going to end this recording um, just for the sake of for the sake of those people who press that button on SoundCloud and expect to give a certain time of commitment to their effort. That's the only reason we end the recording at a particular time. Um, And I'll end it with this, but of course you know we always stay on. This is from Lesson 163, There Is No Death. Our Father, bless our eyes today. We are your messengers, and we would look upon the glorious reflection of your love, which shines in everything. We live and breathe in you alone. We are not separate from your eternal life. There is no death, for death is not your will, and we abide where you have placed us, in the life we share with you and with all living things, to be like you and part of you forever. We accept your thoughts as ours, And our will is one with yours eternally. Be you in charge by my requests. Amen. Thank you, everyone.